0: families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or call 716-483-1561.
1: And again, you are listening to Community Matters. The Jamestown Public Market has a variety of ventures it is involved in, including a CSA it runs to support its mobile market. We spoke with Market Director Linnea Haskins about this coming week's CSA Week. We have Jamestown Public Market Director Linnea Carlson here in studio with us today. It's been a while since we've been able to get caught up, but there are some things that are coming up in the next several weeks that I thought would be good to have a conversation about. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So we're in in February and surprisingly enough, we're already thinking about the growing season and that includes uh, the week of February 19th being CSEA week. Mm -hmm.
0: So can you tell us what, what is this about? Yeah, so it stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And basically what that is, uh, if people are unfamiliar, is you invest in a farm ahead of the growing season. And in exchange, you get uh, basically product that they grow or raise. Um, So most uh, CSA shares are Vegetables or fruits, produce, but there's also flower shares, meat shares. Um, Some people do bread and eggs, Uh, and it's something that most farmers, um, you know, like to do uh, in order to not only expand their customer base, but they are guaranteed the income prior to the season, so you know they can rely on that income to help them. Grow what they need to grow and harvest and pay for any supplies, etc. Um, but it's a wonderful way for people to invest local. And uh, you get just a beautiful basket or box of of locally grown and raised goodies every week during the season. Mm
1: -hmm. And thinking about what we've been been enduring with inflation here in the country, and also inflation has been affecting globally, really, when it comes to what we're paying for produce or other items like eggs, especially, Mm -hmm. uh, that's gone up quite a bit. But if you're participating in the CSA, you know that you're locked in for a certain price. that's beginning in winter right now for for produce throughout the whole summer then
0: totally um and honestly most of them are definitely worth the cost if not less expensive than what you would spend at the grocery store um and what i like about them uh i've invested in them in the past and and we have ours at st luke's um is that you again you know you've paid already Um, and you know what you're going to get. You're going to get something every week, uh, and um, oftentimes it can be a surprise. Uh, So it's a good way for people to not only invest in local, know that they're guaranteed to get some of their groceries for the week, um, and then try something new uh, because we have a, a plethora of delicious fruits and vegetables that grow in Western New York. Yeah, I've also, I've participated
1: in a couple of CSAs locally as well, and you know, for people who are like, well, I only like organic. I know there are several, Places yes. in Chautauqua County that have organic CSAs, mm-hmm. C, CSAs, CSAs. <laughs> so, I know it's
0: a tech twister. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, yeah. So it seems like and and when there's been times where there were maybe an item that I'm like, oh, we don't need that. We we still have a lot of that from the previous week. I've been able to switch out items. So there. Yeah. It seems like most CSAs are. Very
0: flexible. Yeah, definitely. Um, And you know, what the joy of our CSA is, is that we offer some of that supplemental education. So every week you get a newsletter if you're uh, a member um, in your inbox. And it has recipes, it has storage tips, um, it has kind of unique things you can do with your, you know, your veggie scraps, um, as well as an update from the farmers. And what I like about it is like, again, it really brings you close to the growing season and the growing process. So like, for example, last year, one week we were going to have beets. As one of the produce items. And uh, we ordered it, it was all ready to go. And then the night before, the farmer called us and was like, you know, all of our beets, they turned overnight, which can happen um, based on the weather or animals getting into stuff um, or just the fact that. Something you know they thought was going to be ready for harvest next week, it just didn't grow quick enough, and so um, you know we have to pivot and get something new. and And we like to tell that story um, so that people aren't surprised. But uh, it's you know it's a a fun way to better get connected to I think nature and agriculture. It's so easy for us to go to you know Wegmans at 11 at night and buy an avocado, right? Um, but that's just not how our food system operates in Western New York. And I find such a joy. And connecting to, okay, well, what does grow here really well? And how can I eat it? And how is it nourishing for my body? Um, And, you know, what are some fun things I can do? And uh, like we had a recipe last year for beet cupcakes. So you put shredded beet in your batter and you wouldn't even know it. Um, But it's a good way to get that nutrition and, and try something fun
1: and i've I've heard of these tricks, you know they work well for kids who are maybe totally. a little veggie uh, um opposed and get some kind of at least getting those nutrients in a hidden way. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. yeah, and it strikes me with you know, CSEAs that they're not just you know, they're a good economic in an economic way for not just the consumer but for farmers, but also environmentally, there mm-hmm. is uh you know we we've been told when it comes to, climate change and things that, you know, one of the things, and also when it comes to even your own pocketbook, that eating with the seasons is a good way to save money and also while well, supporting local economy. And when you do a CSCA you're cutting out all that middle man. Totally.
0: There's no transportation. Uh, component. Um, Well, I shouldn't say there's none, but it's very minimal, right? So the average produce that you find in the grocery store travels almost 1,500 miles from the farm to that grocery store. And often it takes weeks for it to get there. So um, a lot of times, you know, the produce that you get at the grocery store, unfortunately, is lacked flavor and nutrition because the minute that something is picked, it starts to lose its nutritional value. So the benefit of a CSA is like, You know, we literally go and pick up all of the produce the morning that you then pick it up later in the afternoon. And so often the farmer is out there at five in the morning harvesting the produce that you could theoretically then eat that night. So um, it's yeah, it's a great way to not only support your local environment, but again, to put that money back into the local economy. You know who you're supporting in their family owned farms. Um, and uh, eating seasonally is good for our bodies. You know, we grow up in a certain climate. We need certain n- nutrients. Um, you know, there's a reason that indigenous um, cultures value things like corn and squash because they grow really well in Western New York. Uh, and so we try to really um, value that.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when you're talking about you know farmers picking in the morning, you're picking up that same day. There's also another environmental aspect that people might not always think about is that there is a lack of packaging involved. Totally. And packaging is another thing that, you know, you think about, you're throwing away most of the time when you get yeah. something from the store. So that's something else.
0: Definitely. And we're really trying to encourage people to be mindful of that. You know, produce does not have to come in a plastic shell or, or wrapping. It doesn't add any benefit to it. Uh, and, you know, I will eat things right out of the dirt. Dirt never hurt. Uh, um, But, uh, you know, so trying to encourage people to, you know, eat not only without that packaging, right? But then what we consider to be ugly fruits and vegetables. So like a lot of farmers that we work with who also maybe sell wholesale to large grocery chains, they have to throw away a significant amount of the produce that they grow because they don't meet industry standards. So like not every tomato is going to be perfectly round and red. Not every carrot is going to be perfectly straight. Um, And we have cultivated this kind of culture around the perfect looking fruit or vegetable and nature doesn't work that way. So, you know, um, we encourage people to, to look look at the produce that they get it might not look beautiful um, but it's definitely going to taste wonderful um, and be just as good for you so that's another really cool benefit of what we do is nothing that we have comes in packaging um, you know the share is, is in a crate a plastic crate that we reuse each week and you just come right to the church to pick it up
1: now, you're mentioning about coming to the church. So the CSA program that benefits the mobile bar is happening again this year. So that's right. Yeah.
0: So it's the third year. Um, and so, yeah, the CSA model was is used by many farmers. Um, and there are several farmers in Chautauqua County that run CSAs. Uh, Toboggan Hill Farms, for example. Um, Hickory Hearst has a flower CSA, which is really cool. Um, but what was exciting to me was we were looking for ways to not only get more Produce to the community, but to educate the community on eating seasonally and then find a way to support our mobile market program. And the Reverend uh, Luke at St. Luke's came to me and was like, what if we did a CSA, but we had a twist on it? So obviously we are not farmers we support farmers. And so we approached our farmers and we're like, hey, if we did a CSA, like, would you supply the produce? And they were totally on board because they wouldn't have to do the bulk of the work. They wouldn't have to transport it somewhere. They wouldn't have to package it. They wouldn't have to keep track of the share customers. So we do all that on the back end. They just grow the produce. So it's a great partnership. Uh, and all of the funding goes to directly to those farmers. And then 24% of it goes towards supporting the mobile market. So So the same produce that you would get in your weekly CSA share is also the same produce that we sell at the mobile market. So everyone in the community has access to the same produce. Uh, And the reason that we have the price of the shares subsidized the mobile market is that we offer produce at at a loss. Um, and that's the model, because the research shows the number one barrier for people purchasing fresh and healthy fruits and veggies is the financial cost. So we you know get the produce, we sell it at a at a subsidized cost. People get to eat healthier, um, and then you know you know you're doing something good, but you also get your produce too.
1: Mm-hmm. I imagine that you'll do an announcement, but are you have you opened up the um the? The registration for the CSA yet or CSA yet?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, so if you go to our website, it's jtownpublicmarket.org org slash CSA. You can sign up right there. Uh, we have three different size shares. So if you're new to a CSA and you know you can get the smaller share, it comes to about ten to twelve dollars per week, and you get three to four produce items. And then the next two tiers are you know a um, little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Uh, and um, you know. We we, last year, throughout the season, the 16 weeks that it ran, that the program runs, uh, we had over 30 varieties of fruits and veggies that people were exposed to and, and received. So yeah, uh, you can go to the website, you can sign right up. You don't have to pay yet. Um, we'll be in touch in the spring, uh, and we take cash, credit, check or uh, SNAP benefits. So if you have an EBT card, you have SNAP benefits, and you want to purchase a CSA, let us know. Um, we can even break it down, so you if you can't pay all at once at the beginning of the year, we'll do a monthly um, payment plan. So we really wanna make it as accessible as possible. And yeah, the, the SNAP benefits,
1: that's something that
0: um, also
1: plays into the, the mobile market as well. When, when that starts up,
0: usually in May, yes mm-hmm. uh well, june late june yeah okay. early june, early june. Um, we start we start really planning uh, in may but yeah so we'll be starting that the second week in june again um and you know people can come and and purchase produce there as well we take snap ebt we take WIC checks we take the senior coupons and we uh, also participate in the double up program so for every dollar you spend off your snap card you get a dollar for free so um it's it's just super fun uh and we have our beautiful new truck that we debuted last year so we just zip around the city and and um we haven't officially selected our sites yet but We've partnered in the past with the library, with the Chautauqua Center, with Bush Elementary School, and we try to hit as much of the city as we can um, every Wednesday and Thursday.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that with the, the CSA, CSA that is done through the market, that you take a lot of burden off the farmers, but that means you need help in terms yes. of of getting all these baskets together for people who take
0: part in a CSA. So do you have volunteer opportunities coming up? We do. We have a lot Um, and we're excited that we're going to launch our first volunteer training event, March 25th from 10 to 1 at St. Luke's Church. It's free. You don't have to pre-register. You can just show up and learn about the different volunteer opportunities that we have, not only with helping with the CSA, but the mobile market, the public market and our Grow Jamestown community gardens. So you can come learn about the different volunteer opportunities we have. We're going to kind of break out into groups based on your interests and Um, just figure out, you know, if you want to Volunteer for one event or every week. Um, we we definitely would not survive without volunteers. So specifically for like the CSA, we have volunteers that meet us to unload the truck and to package up those shares and put them out for the community. So it's just a really fun way to give back. And and what I love about our volunteer opportunities is literally everything is so positive. Like we're just out there having fun with fruits and veggies. So
1: mm-hmm. how about how many volunteers do you need? I mean, because you're working yeah. a variety of programs. Here. So how many do you typically are you looking for?
0: We usually have an average of around 50 to 60 a year. Um, and that's, it's really needed. Um, we need somebody, you know, two to three people at every mobile market stop. Um, we love to have volunteers help us with setup on Saturday mornings at the public market. Um, we're always looking for volunteers to help us weed the community gardens and turn the compost. So, you know, we, in my opinion, we could never have enough Um, So we're always looking for, you know, school groups or church groups or just people who might be, you know, retired and bored. Uh, Like my dad, he's our number one volunteer because he just doesn't know what to do with himself every day. (laughs) So, uh, you know, come on down and, and you get to meet so many people in our community. And, you know, what I love about what we do is everyone eats, right? Like, I hope. I hope everyone's eating. And so it's the one, one of the things that we all have in common as humans. And so, you know, we can really bond over that and share recipes and ideas. And uh, just like I said, have a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. Your everything eat, everybody eats, or every, you hope everybody eats is something you've said not that long ago at a school board meeting. And that was about doing uh, gardens at schools. Is that a program that is going forward?
0: Yes, so we received last year our USDA Farm to School grant and we've been working with Bush Elementary and Washington Middle School. We've established what we call an edible garden team and it's composed of teachers, parents, administrators, and they've been so passionate and just hitting the ground running. So in October at Bush, we built uh, the first garden bed and the kids planted garlic, which yesterday uh, we posted a photo on our Instagram, It's, it's finally sprouting, which is exciting. And then um, in the spring, we will be building a full garden at Bush School and then revitalizing Washington Middle School's garden. So we'll need volunteers for those programs as well. Um, but it's been super exciting, like, and it wouldn't be possible without the teachers and the support of Jamestown Public Schools. Um, they really see the value of uh bringing this type of educational opportunity to our students.
1: Mm -hmm. Will they be planting things in the spring that will maybe not be growing while they're in school, but would be, are they going to be doing that kind of planting?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're going to be hopefully connecting them with some experts and master gardeners to plan out what exactly they want to plant but the hope is that we can get the kids involved over the summer uh, whether that's through the summer school programs or you know just kids who come with their families to visit the garden but there's a lot of things that we can plant I like the garlic that um, you know is the kids can see right now is sprouting while they're in school. There's things we can plant like root vegetables that would then be ready to pick in like October, November. So, you know, there's a strategy to it, Um, but many, many schools across the country have school gardens that are immensely successful. You know, there's even some schools that the food they grow is then eaten in the cafeteria, you know, so we're working towards that longer term goal of creating this culture of local food. And
1: besides, you know, creating that culture of local food, why is it important for kids to learn about growing
0: yeah so you know it's so important for us to know where our food comes from right because if we don't know where our food comes from, and we don't support what is needed to grow food, we're not going to have it. And I think that's something that COVID really illustrated to us with the supply chain shortages. You know, we all went to the grocery store and couldn't get milk or meat. You know, and so the the cool thing um, about investing in local is that you always know there's going to be a food supply. Um, the cool thing about you know changing our Uh, perception of how we grow, how we support farmers. You know, is that um, hydroponics? Is it aquaponics? Is it school gardens? Is that, you know, we're ready to meet any challenges that might come up because of climate change or other factors that are going to impact our food system. And so, you know, food does not just sprout from the Walmart, you know, refrigerator, uh, as cool as that would be. Um, You know, farmers... Are the backbone of our food system, and without farmers, we would not have food. Period. And so, um, across our country, and and it's really affecting us in Chautauqua County. Our farmers are aging out. Um, you know, younger farmers are having difficulty purchasing farmland. Um, you know, it, it's just really hard for people. It's hard, backbreaking work. And so, we need to do more to support our local farmers. But we also need to do more to support what we call food sovereignty, which is the independent... Uh, you know, supports for every person in this world to be responsible for their own food and growing their own food. And so, you know, ha- if you have a garden at home that you eat off of, like you're engaging in food sovereignty. If you have chickens in your backyard that supply you eggs, like you're engaging in food sovereignty. And the more that we can, uh, you know, help people be independent in their food growing and raising, um, the better we will be as a society. So.
1: That's, yeah, that's, that's one thing I I think about growing my own food. And I think, oh, that's just because I want to save a few bucks at the store. But I never (laughs) thought of it as that food sovereignty. And, you know, with zoning, there are some things that prevent us from having chickens in Jamestown. But you mentioned about, I mean, agriculture is so important in Chautauqua County. And you know the 4-H program is alive and well in other areas outside of Jamestown. But here in Jamestown, I don't know that there's a 4-H program within our school district.
0: Here? I don't know that either, and I want to say probably not. And if it is, it's not as robust as in the smaller communities. But like, just because we're in an urban setting doesn't mean we cannot value agriculture, right? And so... Um, You know, we've had a few discussions with the city, and we're going to be promoting some ways that the community can make their voices heard about how the city can better support urban agriculture, whether that is hydroponics or rooftop gardens, or, you know, hopefully getting chickens uh, in our backyard. And I always tell the mayor, no roosters! because you don't need roosters to have eggs, um, you know, but other cities do it and are very successful. And the community, you know, relies on on that to be independent and, and thrive. And so, um, you know, there's so much more that we could be doing here in Jamestown, but we also do so much already, which is why I know we can take things to the next level. You know, the city's been very supportive of the public market. Uh, City council's been very supportive of the public market. Uh, You know, so um, I know that they value agriculture, but we have to be creative in how we bring agriculture to an urban setting. Mm -hmm.
1: And while we're talking about education for kids, you have other educational opportunities that you're looking at over the course of this year for people like me.
0: Yeah, so historically we have had uh, the Grow Jamestown Garden Fair within the city, which we took over a few years ago. Unfortunately, we will not be hosting that event this year and moving forward, um, You know, looking at our capacity as an organization and also looking at the future of how we want to bring food system education to the city, we realized that we had to pivot. So we will not be hosting the Grow Jamestown Garden Fair this year, which does make me very sad. However, we are very excited that we're going to be bringing some other educational kind of one-off workshops throughout the year so that we can you know share with the community what other cities are doing what other communities are investing in you know how can we bring these really cool things to to Jamestown so I encourage people to follow us on Facebook you know check out our website and um, we'll be sharing those opportunities as they come forward and as always you know we have our Uh, Sprouts program at the public market for kids to come and and do some ag education. We'll be doing uh, again this year working with the LEAP summer program and the ywca to do our farm to school curriculum uh and you know we have um food demos at every mobile market through uh molly and the snap ed program so you know we're always trying to find new ways to educate people around food whether that's how to grow it how to eat it how to increase access to it Um, there's lots of lots of things to discuss and learn
1: Linnea, is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: No, just I'm super excited for CSA week. Um, The CSA Innovation Network is a national group that promotes CSA week. uh, And the goal, again, is to promote this community-supported agriculture in our communities. So we hope you invest in our CSA. If not, there are others in the area that you can invest in, like I said, at Toboggan Hill, or even Post Apples, which is out of the Northeast area, uh, and there's pickups up uh, spots throughout the county. So if you ever have any questions about how to invest in a CSA, you can shoot us an email um, or message off our website, and we'd be happy to chat. Okay.
1: Lene Haskins, thanks so much for being with us
0: today. Thank you so much.